So guys, uh, anyway, Daniel, tell 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 the team who you are, what you do, and why did you decide to be here this morning? Besides the fact that I asked you to, but <laughs> why did you say yes? Man, well, I love people. I love. I think. I think when you get yourself out of your own head, I think a lot of times when I was a young salesman, I was in the car business for almost two decades, and one thing that I had is no one ever provided this for me, and just the fact that there's a platform to give back to sales professionals, right? Because I want you to see this, guys. You're not a salesperson. A salesperson is somebody who's barely making it, right? They're, they're, they're happy if they pay their mortgage. They're happy if they can make their car payment. They're happy if, if they can just pay their bills. That's what a salesman, a saleswoman, a salesperson is. I want you to start seeing yourself as a sales professional because when you have a sales professional image, it expands your capacity to earn more money and to have a better living. And I didn't have this opportunity. No one, I made so many mistakes. You were talking about mistakes. I made so many mistakes and I had, and they were hard mistakes. So if I can share some of that wisdom with people and really sow into their life, well, then I did my deed for the day, Alex. Amen. Amen. How long were you, you said you were in the business for two years, uh, two decades? Years. Yeah. Actually years. 19 years, 19 years and, and six months, right? I was in the business for 19 or six months. And I thought I had it figured out, right? My ego got bigger than who I was. And I want to tell you this, when, especially in this business, because we, we, we say, let, let's say this myself. I had never made five. This was back in 2001 when 9-11 happened, right? I had right. never made $5,000, right? I was, I was making $113,000 back in 2003, 2004. So it's equivalent to about a quarter million dollars right now. We just did this this week because somebody asked me about that. And just imagine making a quarter million dollars a year. No one's ever really taught you how to manage money. So, you know, the first thing as a little Mexican guy from the South side, I was spending more than I was making. I was making 5,000. I was spending 7,000. So if I can share some of that with Been there, done that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, but it, but it's about you. So I, I say that because in this, in this position that you're in, you're entrusted with people's lives. You're entrusted. People come in here because they trust you. They trust Capital Chevrolet. They trust the southern that are before them. And remember this, guys. One thing that gets in our way is ego. You have 30 seconds or less, right? 30 seconds or less to make a first impression. Within 30 seconds, the customer's already decided that they're going to buy from you or buy or not buy from you. And I've seen it many times, Alex, where we go out there. And even when I do my, my trainings right now, I was just at a Ford dealership these last three days. It's how many salesmen, they don't want to take a turn because their pride gets in the way. And they say, well, sometimes you just don't click with the customer. It happens. Right. Get somebody else to help you because half a deal is better than no deal, Alex. Oh, you mean like when they get stuck, they're like too prideful or they feel like, hey, if somebody has to go in there and do it for me, that doesn't, it says something about me. So instead, you're saying, don't be prideful. Let somebody else go in there, help you out and get you out of that, whatever you're stuck with. Right. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, because that was when I, I want, I thought it, I want to. Let's be real, right? I'm being honest. I'm, I, I believe in being real. I wanted everybody to love Daniel Gomez. Yes. But the reality is not everybody did. The mm. same way all your children, right? Um, you, got, you got Bobby there. Bobby wants everybody to love him. You got Geraldo. Everybody wants, everybody, Geraldo wants everybody to love him. Not everybody's going to like you. For some reason or another, there's just going to be a different vibe. And at that point, you got to realize that at half a deal is going to add up towards a month. It's going to get you to a bonus. So even if you have four deals that people didn't click with you, that's two deals at the end of the month that they get you to that bonus level. Amen. Amen. Uh, Daniel, you've been around the business a long time and you go to all these dealerships. What, what are some of the common mistakes that you see uh, or maybe habits that you see salespeople have that you know it's hurting them? They get comfortable. We get comfortable. We get, we get lazy, right? We come in and we apply for the job and, Alex, I'll give you whatever I got until right now. I'm going to give you 110%. And we do give 110% for the first three, five, six months, seven months. But then if we've never earned that much money, the next thing you know, we have some money in the savings account. And then we get lazy. We get complacency. Nothing kills your career like complacency. Mm. And then what happens is, is we come in, right? You have your first shift, your second shift, right? You walk in and you know your early shift. And so you're there. And then the next guy, the next shift comes in. And you know you got to make those phone calls. You know you got to follow up, Jeremy. And then what happens is this, is you're like, hey, let's go get a taco. And we leave the dealership. We go out the back door. We think nobody notices. We go make a taco run. And then we pick up Arnold on the way. Hey, Arnold, okay, come on, man. Let's go get a taco. Nah, man, but see, we're not disciplined enough. And what the, the biggest mistake that we have is we don't, we're, we're complacent. And then we lack the self-discipline to have self-leadership. 
to lead ourselves in the right direction. Adam. So what do you do when somebody says, hey, man, let's go get some tacos? Because that sounds good to me right now, actually. <laughs> I wish you would tell me, let's go get some tacos. But what do I do if 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 I want to be disciplined? I really want to reach my goals. I want to I want to sell 20 cars this month. I really want to do whatever it takes. But then you come in and you you tell me, hey, man, you want to go to Polvo's? That's one of my favorite taco places. They have no palitos con huevo with the best salsa <laughs> in Austin, Texas. So if you come and off, offer me that, how, how am I supposed to react to that? If I if I'm if I want to do the right thing. You have to think outside yourself. Now, I don't know all your, the, the, the details of every sales professional on this call, but there's somebody bigger than Arnold. There's somebody bigger, right? Either you have your wife that you got to help take care of. You have your children you got to take care of. So you got to think bigger than yourself. If, if, if we just think about ourselves, we're going to dream small. Mm. But if you think bigger, right, the bigger vision of our life, the bigger picture. And for myself right now, right? When my wife was diagnosed with breast, see, I, I'm going to be honest, right? Forgive my language, but I had my head stuck in my ass for a long time. And I don't say that properly. I say that because that was a big mistake that I made. All I thought about was Daniel Gomez, right? I had the Corvette. I had the Rolex, had the Mont Blanc. You have all the things. But the thing is, that wasn't going to heal my wife. Mm. And the moment that I took myself out of the picture and I realized that there was something bigger than Daniel, then that gave me a drive to just really pour into what I do and give back to the people, right? And when you take yourself out of the picture and you realize that it's about the customer satisfaction, right? At the end of the day, the best compliment you can get as a sales professional, right? Not a salesperson, as a sales professional is when a customer comes in and says, Arnold Guetta, I wasn't planning on buying a vehicle today, but because of you, I bought a vehicle today. Nick Holiday, you know what, Nick? I wasn't planning on buying a vehicle today, but I bought because of you. I really just came to look. And there's no feeling in the world. I love that. I love that. There's no feeling in the world that takes it away. And what, what do you think? Where is that shift? Like what happens when a customer says they, they, they come in, they, they leave their house and they tell themselves, they, they, let's pretend you're my wife. Honey, whatever we do, we're not buying a car today. <laughs> okay. We're probably going to run into some really good salespeople today, but let's make sure we tell them that we're not ready. Let's make sure we tell them we need to get our title for our vehicle. We are not buying a car today. How does that, how, how can someone, okay, a couple or maybe somebody by themselves go from that transitioning into, okay, now I'm buying a car from Daniel Gomez today, even though I told myself I wasn't going to do it. What do you think happens? Where does that shift come from? Well, it goes back to what I said. Within 30 seconds or less, the customer's already decided if they want to buy from Joe or not. They've already decided if they want to buy from Daniel's iPhone, right? They've already decided that. They've already, but the thing is this, is that, we, wanna, we want them to commit before you even give them a presentation, right? It's kind of like, you, you, I invite you to dinner and it's like, I don't give you a reason to come over, right? I want to invite you. You, you got to have, and this is the main thing that we forget, right? You got to ask yourself this. How's your energy? How mm. is your energy? So it boils down to two things, right? I believe this is in my heart. I think boils, energy is yeah, huge, man. Enthusiasm. I've, I've read tons and tons of, of sales books and presentations. I've been to many conferences. But the one key ingredient that every top sales professional, account executive out there has is enthusiasm. You got to have that enthusiasm. I love your enthusiasm. Man. Yeah. In fact, I think you're one of the few people that I know that is actually louder than me. Look, do you have a paper? You have a piece of paper? Look, I want to show you something. I just did this training. I did this. I just did this training yesterday at Ford, right? And, and, and this is a good example. This is a good example. First of all, when the customer comes in, you got to greet them with a smile. Let, I want you to write this down. Y'all take, I'll write this down. Write this down, guys. Come on, let's go. Let, let, let's do this. A smile opens the customer's wallet. Say, uh, say that with me. A cuss. Boom, baby. <laughs> a cuss, a smile opens the customer's wallet. Give him your smile, Daniel. Show him yeah, your smile. Let's smile. go. You got a smile. You got a nice smile, man. You got a smile. Got some good teeth, too. But, but, but people don't realize that a smile opens a customer's wallet. If you if they walk in this door and your receptionist isn't smiling, it, it, it's already negative. Yeah, one, right? I don't want to buy here. Yeah. Nobody's smiling. So, so first of all, the smile opens up your customer's heart to you, right? And then it opens up their wallet. And then it, it gives them a reason to listen. See, they're already pissed off because they were down the street at Dodge. They were down the street at Mac at the Max says um, Ford. They, they, they've already been mad. And what you got to realize as a sales professional, they're closed minded at that point because somebody didn't give me enough for the trade. Somebody asked them, how's your credit? Right. They did yeah. all the things. You I already had do. a bad experience. <laughs> so I'm yeah. coming in here with the wrong attitude. Maybe. Yes. So I have to have somebody smiling and be extra nice, extra outside the box. And, and hold that thought for a second. So I want to talk about that smile part. So please 
you're okay. doing you're doing amazing, Daniel. So I don't want to. I almost feel bad that I'm interrupting you <laughs> okay. because you're doing so good, and I know everybody's really excited to hear you, and they're loving what you're talking about. But I want to say something about that smile part. I used to go to San Antonio back when I was broke, right? And I know not because San Antonio is where people go <laughs> when they're broke, but I used to go to the Riverwalk, and it was like it was like a big deal. Like, hey guys, we're going to the Riverwalk. It was like you know a big deal. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And we used to ride those boats. And I remember one time we were, we were riding the boat and we're going through like the river or, or the little, you know, the little small river in the middle of the river walk. And uh, our tourist guy, he said, OK, guys, I want you to look up right now and I want you to smile real big. So we didn't know what we we're doing. But by the time by this time, he already kind of like has been telling us what to do, has been telling us about this place and that place. So he earned our trust. He's taking control. He says, look up right now, smile real big and wave. So we all look up and we're smiling and waving. Smile. Keep smiling, keep smiling. And then boom, we go under that bridge. And I noticed there was people on top of that bridge and they all kind of looked down on us. Some of them smiled, some of them didn't smile, but they all looked down and he said, all right, I'm going to tell you why I just made you do that. Because that is a public uh, bus stop. And have we not looked up and smile, they would spit on us in our head. They would have thrown gum at us. They would have done some. Somebody would have done something. But if you just look up and smile, nobody's going to be mean to you if you're looking up and smile. And I just thought about that when you were talking yeah. about that. I remember that. And I've actually used that for training because I'm a big believer about smiling. I don't know if Nathaniel's watching right now, but when I first met, met Nathaniel, Nathaniel didn't used to smile that much. And I used to tell Nathaniel all the time, smile, 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 smile. And my man, Nathaniel, now smiles more than anybody around here. Man, he's always laughing, cutting up. <laughs> he's smiling. And guess what? He's selling cars. Because to your point, Daniel, a smile will open up people's wallet. I love that, man. Keep yeah, going, man. No, Keep no, going. Please, go ahead. And, and a smile disarms people, right? It disarms them. They're, they're already mad as it is, so it disarms them. And then this is the biggest that we – because I, I, had, I had five new salespeople yesterday that I trained. And this is, a, this is the number one lesson that, that I want you is stay real to you. Stay real to you, Ernest. Stay real to you, Luis. Stay real to you. Because what happens is we see all these salesmen, especially in a, in a facility like this. This dealership is an amazing dealership. You have hundreds of salespeople. And sometimes we see somebody else and we're new to the business, right? We're a green pea to say. And we, we like the way Alex sells. We like the way Daniel sells. No, be genuine. Be you. Take a little bit from everybody, right? You're going to take a little bit. Follow the, so what you're saying is follow the process, but be yourself. Yes. Follow the process, but be yourself. What's what's one of the best advices you can give somebody? And don't forget about the paper because I would still want you to do that. But what's one of the best advices, Daniel, you can give someone who just started the car business? Maybe they've, they've only been doing this for six months or maybe perhaps they just got the capital and they've never seen anything like this. Yes. They came. They've been in the car business somewhere else, but they've never experienced this, this magnitude, this this enthusiasm, this energetic explosive plays like capital Chevrolet is all this deal has been war telling 80 cars on a weekend, a hundred cars and people just go, 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 go. And energy and music and life. What do you, what's your best advice you can give to somebody who's just new to all this? Well, actually I'm going to, I'm going to one up that one, right? It's okay. not just for people that are new, but it's it, especially, this is more for your intermediate and your seasoned salespeople, right? This is for everybody. Maybe even managers. Even managers, especially okay. managers, right? Because okay. I'll be honest with you. I just had a conversation with one of the used car directors yesterday is that you have to remain teachable. You have to be coachable. Mm. Because the moment you think you know everything, pride comes before the fall. Wee! Pride comes before the fall. Uh, let's go, and, baby. And, I and, love and, that. And what happens is you come in, you're excited, right? You're a new green pea. You're excited and you're just a new sales professional and you're learning and I you're doing it. I just want to sell cars. I'm yeah. excited. And you're doing it. You, you do it. And then after, after two or three months, they think they know everything. I know it all. Don't and tell yes, me what to do. Yeah. I got this. They told my, my your manager, Renee, Renee, I, I know you're the GSM. I know you're the GM, but I don't want to hear it. I know it now. Send it to Wells Fargo, yes. Renee. <laughs> <laughs> or right. Or hey, why did, why did, what happened with this, right? Or we just, we, we come up with, we start. This ain't a deal, Renee. Yeah. Here you go. This we, ain't a deal. We start sabotaging ourselves. Uh. So, so the thing is, when you're not coachable, you're not teachable, you start sabotaging yourself because you've never had success. Think about this. The average person in San Antonio, in Texas, they've never earned over, right? I don't care how old you are. Demographically, most people have never earned over $3,000 a month. Wow. And then you get 
to a car dealership, you get to Capital Chevrolet, you're making five, seven, ten thousand dollars a month, fifteen thousand dollars a month. You've never had that capacity. You don't have the capacity to handle the blessing, right? And it crushes you. Mm. And it crushes you. You start self-sabotaging yourself. You start you, thinking you're big. You're this big hot shot, right? Well, well, three things happen. Okay. Three things happen, right? You you start thinking you know everything, but then you start arguing with your manager. You start arguing with the your, with your boss, with your boss, with, with other salespeople, right? Yeah. You start um, arguing with other stuff. Or then even worse, right? You take it home. And then all of a sudden, you never had family problems, but you start having family issues because if you don't have the strength, the foundation to handle that income, that blessing, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna crush under it. And so I the blessing you, could become a curse sometimes. Yeah, it happened to me, right? I mean, I'll be honest with you. It, it happened to me. I, I had, ne I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. And I remember this because that's when 9-11 happened. Chevrolet came out with Keep America Rolling. No one in the world had ever heard of 0% for 60 months. And everybody was like, dude, you're going to get out of the car business? I was, I had just been in the car business like two months, three and a half, like three months. I said, no, I'm not going to get out of the car business. I love this, right? Well, I made more money that month than I ever had, right? I had never made that much money. I think I took home, I took home $5,400, which I think I grossed like 8,000, which was back in that day. But I realized that I started like getting my mind started shifting because I had never had a check in my hand for that. Cause I, back in the day, it wasn't direct deposit. It was check. Right. And then I, I, I couldn't handle the blessing at that time. Right. Mm. I started nitpicking stuff at home or then like, you know, I would see another salesperson like, you don't know, man, how many cars did you sell? Right. We think because we sell more cars, we're better that we're better. And we're not, we're not, we're not. So be, you gotta be teachable. You gotta be coachable. And as a manager, right. Is that like being humble? Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta stay humble because we just had this conversation at, at the leadership, like I said, where I came from this weekend. It's like, you have to, as a, as a manager, especially managers, cause if you've never been a manager and you get promoted, then you get that manageritis. And then what happens is this, is that you get comfortable and you get complacent. And then what happens is this, is that you stop caring for your people mm. automatically. It's just, a, it's it becomes like, a me, me, me thing. Well, this is the, but this is the thing though. They don't even realize they're doing it. Oh, cause they don't have the self-awareness, right? Cause think about this. We all mean well, right? We all wake up and we want to do good, but if we're not growing, like you said, if we're not progressing, I have a saying, right? When you're green, you grow, when you ripe, you rot. And sometimes you reach that level of success in our own interpretation of that. So stay green and we get, yeah, we get comfortable. Okay. And then when you get, it happened to me in my business, right? When I first came out, started doing my own training, my own keynote speaking, my job was, man, I want to get back to what I was making money at running a Chevrolet dealership, right? So I get there and then internally, I didn't realize it, but I started sabotaging myself by, eh, you know what? I ain't going to make as many phone calls today. I'm not going to follow up with them. Eh, I'm not going to, cause I already had the money that I was used to. And then I felt like God said, dude, what are you doing? I got more to give you. You're getting comfortable. Yes. And when you realize you as a self-professional, you have more to give. You as a manager, you have more to give. You as a director, you have more to give. Just, GSM, you have more to give. A GM. You have more to give. It doesn't matter. It doesn't at. matter because we always have more to give. Mm. And the thing is, when you get when you get your the focus off yourself, when you realize that you, you can impact thousands, right? If you would have told me, somebody told me this, but I didn't realize it. I was just on a podcast the other day and they go, look at this, Daniel. You left a, a great job making a lot of money in the car business and you were impacting. I think at the time I had 102 employees. You were impacting 102 people. Now you're impacting thousands across the world. I never saw it like that. So think about this. Think about who you're impacting. You're not just impacting your coworkers, not just impacting your teammates. You're not just, you're impacting those customers and you're impacting those customers' customers because this is this. I want to give you a tip. If you want to sell more cars today, what I want you to do, right? Every car you deliver from this day forward, I want you to put 17 business cards in every car. Put five, car, five business cards on the driver's side door, five on the passenger side door, five in the center console, two on the visor. Why on the visor, Alex? Where's the first place everybody looks? The, <laughs> the visor, visor, yeah. right? So scenario number one, scenario number one, Alex, you saw a beautiful car you, and I'm excited, I leave. There's so, many, there's so much technology in these cars. I forgot about half the stuff Alex told me. Yeah. I don't care about Alex. I'm more excited about my Corvette, right? Yeah. So I go show my Corvette to a friend and his wife and him come out and I forget about Alex. Scenario number two, Alex put five business cards on the driver's side door, five on the passenger side door, five in the center console, two on the visor, right? Two, and guess, 
if the wife's gonna put, you know, every woman wants to see herself. I need to do my makeup, honey. Yes, before so, dinner. And guess whose card falls down? Mine. Alex's. Whoa, who's this guy? Yes. Oh, that's Alex. Yes. So then on Saturday, Let's right? Let's call him. On Saturday, you already you already planned to see Saturday. So Monday, when you follow up, you're gonna say, "Hey, Daniel, did anybody see your new car that they I loved it? You already know the card fell down somewhere." By the way, don't forget anybody you send me, I'll bless you with the referral, a finder's fee. Mm, and we used finder's to, fee, I like that. We used to sell, no joke, we used to sell 25 to 30 cars a month just by doing that little process that we had there. Wow. And That's I awesome. put that, yeah. So actually, Alex, you're in my new book, right? I, there's a picture of you and me there, Sticker Shock. I talk about that in my book, right? I talk about just planting those seeds. Every car you sell, if you get in the habit of putting 17 business cards, even if you're a, a seasoned veteran, I promise you, if you're selling 20 cars, I'll take you to 25. Because out of sight, out of mind. Human nature, out of sight, out of mind. Mm. So from this day forward, guys, ladies and gentlemen, put 17 business cards in every single car you sell. I like that. I like that. What were you going to do with that paper, man? You kind of got me excited about <laughs> it. You didn't forget well, about it, did no, you? No, 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 no. So going back, to the, going back to the two things that we talked about, right? You got to just be genuine. You got to be real. And then you got to bring that enthusiasm. But it, it amazes me how many times we get a pencil from our manager and we leave the desk, right? We leave the tower. And just because we don't see ourselves making that payment on that car, our body language reflects it. Oh, yeah. We leave the tower. And just because we wouldn't pay, say, $1,500 on a, on, a, on a Duramax diesel, or we wouldn't pay $1,200 on a Corvette, or we wouldn't pay that $1,000 on a Tahoe, we, we don't, the comp, the customer doesn't see the confidence within us. Mm. So every time you leave me and Martin Vara, we used to have a great time right at the Chevy store. Every Saturday we would do this, right? Alex, I got great news for you. We, you gotta pop the paper. You gotta, I got great news for you, Alex. That wakes up the customer, right? Man, my manager, <laughs> Alex, he's in a great mood. So no, no matter what you say, right? When you come back to the desk, you know what, man, I got great news for you, Mr. Miss customer, Alex, man, my manager's in a great mood. You're going to love this. So no matter what you say, guess what? It's positive. They're opened up to it. Yeah. We talked about that, right? They're already pissed off because they left Ford. They were mad. They already left Dodge. They were upset. But when you say, man, my manager, Alex, he's in a great mood. You, you're going to love. What did he do? It doesn't matter what you say. They're going to buy. Yes. Because we forget this. Everybody here, it was, it, was, it was, we've been on vacation. We've been out of Austin. We go to San Antonio. We go to Corpus. We go somewhere else. And who is it that we trust when we go out to eat? Yelp. No. Oh. <laughs> Close, right? Think about this. We go to a restaurant we've never been before. Oh, the cook. The waitress. Oh, the wa oh, yeah. What do you recommend? What do you recommend? Yeah. We trust our entire family's dinner to a stranger that we don't know. What's your favorite thing on the menu? Yes. And what do we usually buy 90% of the time? Whatever they tell us. So we're trained to follow people. Mm. And when you give the customer a reason to follow you, they're going to buy from you. And you got to give them a reason. Pop that. Your enthusiasm. Pop right? that pencil. Your enthusiasm. Uh. Your enthusiasm is going to open them up, right? Because when you open the customer's heart, you open their mind and you open them up. And when you do this, I promise you, if you do this, your closing ratio is going to go up at least 50% on the first pencil. So sounds to me, Daniel, that, and thank you, by the way, that's amazing. I love that. I believe in that. Who believes in that, guys? How about we give Daniel, how about we give Daniel a boom? Boom. <laughs> All right. We like that, right? We like that. That's excitement. That's uh, enthusiasm, energy. Look at this guy's energy, guys. How many Red Bulls have you had this morning, None. bro? How much coffee have you had? One cup. Okay. How much <laughs> Jesus have you had this morning? Oh, a lot. All right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Well, listen, man, I, I am excited and that's amazing. Okay. So, so, so how do you, as a salesperson, okay, let's just say you're having a crappy day. Things are not going your way. How do you, what do you, what do you advise our, our audience, our salespeople, everybody watching? How do I get out of the funk? I've gone two days without selling a car because I know somebody's going through that right now. What does Daniel do when he's been, he's been going through two days of not selling a car? He's getting bad leads or at least he thinks they're bad leads. Okay. He's got this funk going on on top of it. His wife is like, honey, you haven't sold a car in two days. <laughs> what the hell is going on? We got to pay bills. Are you sure you should be doing this? You should have kept your old job. What does Daniel do? You know, one thing that you got to do is this, Alex, is I start every morning by going to the restroom. You have to look in the mirror, right? You got to look in the mirror first thing in the morning. And as a sales professional, if you're not telling yourself, if you're not 
telling yourself, I am selling a car today, you're not going to sell a car. The first words, you look in the mirror, right? When you look into the, look at, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, the pupils of your eyes are the gateway to your soul. And if, you're, if your soul is drained, if your soul is discouraged, the only way you can speak life into your soul, into your core belief, right? Because the, the thing is this. Daniel, is like, you got to repeat that whole thing. I love yeah. it. Say it again. You the gotta, pupils. Start the with the pupils, pupils, right? You have to go to the restroom. You have to look in that Listen mirror. Listen up, guys. This is amazing. I you love have, this. You have to look in the mirror, right? You got to look in the mirror. Because think about this. When you, when you see a customer, when you see somebody... A lot of times you can see the hurt or the pain in their eyes, right? You see. Or upset. You can see that in their, yes. in their eyes. You ask well, somebody, hey, what's wrong, Daniel? Are you okay? Yes. I've had people ask me that all the time. And most of the time they ask me that, they're right. Something's bothering me. Yes. Hey, Alex, are you okay? Something bothering you? No, I'm good. I'm good. The reality is something's bothering So you can see it. Yes. Okay, so go ahead. Pupils. And when you look into the mirror, look into the pupil of your eyes and get, I mean, get like this, right? Get like this. You got to look into yourself because most people have never done this. It speaks to your soul and you got to tell yourself, I am selling a car today, right? You got to tell yourself, I am a selling machine. I am a closing machine. I am selling a car today. I am a selling machine. I am a closing machine. And when you say that to yourself enough, you believe it and then you take the action because if you don't believe that you're going to sell a car, your actions are going to reflect that. Uh. Let me say that again. If you don't believe that you're going to sell a car, your actions are going to reflect that. Let's go, Daniel. Boom, baby. Let's go, baby. <laughs> See, but it's the truth. I like that. Who's pumped up, guys? Let's go, baby. <laughs> are we ready? Let's go. Baby. Look at Raphael, man. Let's go. All right. Hey, man, that's amazing. So, so you got to First, you have to believe it, okay, before you can actually do it. Yeah, so you have to say, you know, and that's, that's interesting because, Daniel, when I saw cars, okay, I never, ever got a pencil from my manager. And I know there's a lot of amazing car guys out there that, man, they surpass me. And they like say, hey, Flo, you ain't got nothing. I got you. I got it all figured out. I know. So I'm sorry. For those of you guys, I, this might not help you. But when I used to sell cars and I used to get a pencil, okay, I got this pencil. And I would tell myself, hey, I'm going to go shut this deal down. I never saw a pencil and said, oh, man, this is not enough for their trade-in. The payment's too high. The interest rate is not going to work. I never thought that. What I always thought is like, you know what? Thank you, Daniel. You're my manager. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for doing that, buddy. Let me go shut it down. And on my way to the customers, okay, I knew I'm going to shut them down. Either way. I'm going to get a commitment. I'm going to get an offer or I'm going to get a yes. Okay. Most likely a yes, but I'm going to get either a yes, a commitment or some kind of offer, but I'm not going to come back with a guess what? With a no, I'm not going to come back empty handed. Okay. If I come back with a no, it's going to be a no, but why not? I'm going to come back with a no, but this is what I will do. That's an offer. So, so Daniel, I love that. Uh, Daniel, a lot of our, a lot of our, uh, salespeople, I think struggle with maybe, I don't know if this, not that they don't want to follow up or maybe they don't feel comfortable following up. How, what do you think? How, what's your feeling? What's your take on follow up? What's your take oh, on, what's your take on, uh, on how important it is, how much difference it makes, what impact does it make in, in your career, in, in this industry, in the car business, in, in a competitive business, like 2020 it is today, September 11th. We will never forget, by the way, God bless the USA. But what in today's day, what, what does follow-up mean to Daniel Gomez? Follow-up is everything. Follow-up is either the most businesses right now, small business that I go out there and coach and guide, right? They don't have a sales follow-up process. And it doesn't matter what you sell. If you don't follow up, you're going to go out of business. And every single self-professional has to see themselves as a small business, right? Because you're crazy enough. You're crazy. You, 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 you provide millions of dollars of inventory. You, you pay the light bill. You pay the phone bill. You're paying the receptionist to answer their phone calls. I mean, you're giving them everything they need to be a business. And the moment you start seeing yourself as a successful business and you see that follow-up is a must, right? Follow-up is a must because if you don't follow up, you're going to go out of business. Mm. But you know, this is, I want, I want to go deeper. This, I'm glad you brought that up because most people don't follow up is because of this, Alex, is because of the fear of rejection. They have the fear of rejection. It's not that they don't want to call, but they just, they, they, if we have a low self-esteem, if we have a low self-worth, we're not going to take the actions needed to call mm. because we don't want to be rejected because somewhere in our life, we've been rejected. And we think when we follow up with that client, that they're going to be, that they're going to reject us. And that 
keeps us from even attempting that. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So so what do you? So can you elaborate on that? So so because they they hear you, we understand what you're talking about. So what do you mean rejected? I mean I don't want to follow up because of fear of rejection. Would you would just give just, us an example? Put it this way. Just I'll be okay. I'll, I'll talk about myself again, right? So so just think about this. I write this in my book, Sticker Shock for the Automotive Industry. Is like I talk about how when I was a little kid, I was overweight, right? I was always picked on. I was the last kid when it came to play basketball at recess. It's like, I'll take Alex. I'll take him. I'll take Renee. I'll take everybody. Oh, I'll take Daniel, right? I was like the run once in a while. What messes with it, that, that stuff stays with you. Yeah. So you, it's rejecting, right? So it's like, man, well, why even raise my hand? They're going to pick me last. I, 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 would just, I don't want, you know what? The, the excuse that we make is I don't want to play, right? I, I don't want to play today, right? But we really do. Well, we take that. But see, this is the one thing that you got to realize. The way you do one thing, Alex, is the way you do everything. Ah, I'm the a believer you, in the that. The way you do one yes, thing yes. is the way you do everything. Yes. So if your self-esteem, if your self-worth is low and your manager tells you to make your phone call, you're going to avoid it because you don't want to be turned down. You don't want to be like shut down because you've had that memory before where either it was your big brother, your big sister, or somebody told you, right, you're not good enough. Those memories come up. And the thing is this is we don't realize they come up, but that a lot of times we don't make those phone calls because of that. So before we even make the phone call, it sounds like we've already assumed, we're like making assumptions that I don't even, why even bother? Yeah. Why even call if they're going to say no? They're well, not we make excuses. We make excuses, right? We're like, ah, the customer already bought. Or we say, ah, oh, man, I, why am I going to call? It's dumb, right? The, I've, the customer's not going to know. You got to call within the first 24 hours the customer's going to buy a vehicle. What all they're looking for is the social special. That's all they're looking for. And it's mandatory, right? And write this down, right? The fortune is in the follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up. You got to follow up at least five to seven times right after the client. Come on, guys. Write that down. I love that. The fortune is in the follow-up. Let's write that down. That is powerful right there, guys. Yeah. The fortune is in the follow-up. So if you're not doing your follow-up right now, it's costing you money. If you're not doing yeah. your follow-up, I mean, I feel like sometimes, you know, you know you're going to have those customers that – for whatever reason, we could not close when they were here. It's going to happen. Yeah. At least 30 to 40% of our customers are going to leave here, if not more, not buying a car. So now, who's going to do the follow-up? I was talking to a gentleman yesterday that works at a Ford dealership down the street here. He used to work for me for a long time. And he said, Alex, I think I'm going to sell 30 cars this month. I'm already at nine and a half. I'm killing it. I'm selling three today. I've already done two. I've got a customer here right now. And she's buying a car. And she just asked me, this customer just asked me to go get the owner. And I went and grabbed the owner, and she wanted to make sure that the owner knew. Now, listen up, guys. Listen up. Told the, owner, the only reason why I am here today is because I went to several different dealerships, and this young man was the only one that sent me a video. Nobody else did but himself. I went to 10 different dealerships. I went to look at all these different brands, but this young man, Send me a video of himself saying, I want your business. Thank you for coming in. We appreciate you, Daniel. Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm going to do whatever it takes to run your business. Here's the Tahoe that you looked at. Here's the Silverado. And, and she said, and I just want you to know that made all the difference. And it made me, sh it made me see and it made me realize that this person was different. That he was thinking outside the box and that he really, really cared about earning my business. So, guys, I want to encourage you, ladies, everybody out there. This is huge. This is huge. Follow-up. Uh, the fortune is in follow-up. I love that. And, 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 and well, Joe, what do you think about this? I, I know me and you talked for many times on the phone, but I kept, I kept, I always kept following up with you, right? It's, hey, Alex, how you doing? How's it going? And you got to follow up because just when you feel like giving up, the next phone call is a sell. And maybe you made eight, maybe you made this, but this is the thing, right? So, so going back, I'm going to put a different twist on this is that we take it personal when they don't answer our phone calls. Mm. Our ego rise up, rises up and our pride, right? We take, I ain't going to call them. They don't answer their damn phone anyways, right? We take it personal. Don't take it personal. Life has been crazy, right? Everybody, for everybody this, this year. So don't assume, right? Just because they don't answer, we assume they're ignoring us. That's the main thing, right? Yes. And, and we've, I've called dealerships, clients, businesses more than like four or five times. And I remember I used to take it personal a lot of times. And then I remember I was like, why are you taking it personal? 
they're busy. Mm. People are busy. Yes. Think about this right now. Think of someone's called you in the last 30 minutes. You might have missed four phone calls. You're not, not that you're ignoring anybody, but you're just, you're occupied. Absolutely. And we have to, especially right now in these times, we have to remember those professionals that people are busy at home with some of them with kids at home. Some of them are still working from home. So people are occupied. So don't take it personal and don't assume they're ignoring you. You have to follow up. You have to keep following up. And it's like an old saying, right? I don't say, I don't use this in my training, but I remember when I first got in the car, you got to follow up so they buy or die. Yes. You know, and I think that I don't think people realize how much of our job, okay, or jobs, whether you're a salesperson, a closer, a sales manager, desk manager, director, GSM or GM, I don't think everybody realized how much of our time during the day we're supposed to be following up. I think a lot of people come in and they think, well, I'm supposed to go out there and do a lot walk and do training and take ups and sell cars and do this and do that. They don't realize I should be spending 30 to 40%, if not more of my time here at the dealership on the phone, following up, following up with leads, following up with customers uh, that they just send in a lead that they just called yesterday. I mean, think about this. How many customers call in Daniel to the dealerships and they say, Hey, I was calling about this car and I wanted to find out if it's, it's in stock. I want to know a little more about it. You know, somebody takes that phone up. They talk to the customer. They tell them all this information. It has this, it has that. And I want to, I want to see you this and that. And the customer's like, well, look, I'm going to try to make it in tonight after work. Okay. If I can make it, I'll be there by seven. Okay. Well, make sure you ask for Alex. Make sure you ask for Alex. Okay. Make sure A L E X like Alex Trebek. Do not forget to ask for Alex. Okay. We go out of our way to make sure that they know who to ask for. But then what happens is seven o'clock comes around. We get busy. We're selling a car, whatever. Alex never shows up or excuse me. Daniel never shows up. And here I am selling a car. I go home at 11. I do a good job. Everything goes, goes well. The next day I come into work and I go about my day and I never bothered to call Daniel and say, Hey, Daniel, you called yesterday. You inquired about this vehicle. You were here yesterday with your wife. You looked at the Tahoe. We couldn't make this deal. Daniel, when are you going to come in? I want to earn your business. What do I have to do? So let's write down some questions that we should be asking customers when we follow up. What do you all think? Okay. Or, or some things we should be saying. Oh, no, I, I, got the, I got a good one, right? Okay. So, so the thing is this, is right. You, you got to call back and, and just, this is where humility comes in. And this helped me sell a lot of cars. It helps me in my business now, right? So you're going to tell us how Daniel used to follow up? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. I, I, I love just, it. I would just say, Alex, sir. Hey, Alex, this is Daniel Gomez from, from Capital Chevrolet. I'm, you know, I'm new in the business. I'm trying to improve what I do. What kept you from purchasing for me? Well, you didn't have the right car. Okay. Was there anything else I could have done? That no. No? No, you did great, Daniel. Let me ask you this. If there's a way that I could get as close to that car as possible, if we can bring one in from another dealership, would that work for you, you think? Well, yeah. I mean, I want my wife to have what she wants because, you know, it's a lot of money. Yeah. If we're going to be paying for this car, we want to make sure we have what we want. Yeah. But a lot of times, you know what they'll tell you? They'll tell you, well, you know what? If you would have given me another 500 for my trade, I would have done the deal. Mm. They'll tell you. That, see, a lot of times they won't tell you the objection up front for some reason. But, but once you're out of there, they'll tell you the objection. Because they don't like confrontation. Yeah. And yeah. you just tell them, say, you, miss, you know what? I, I, love, I, love to, I always like to improve on what I'm doing, sir. What kept you from doing business with us? What could I have done differently? And they'll tell you the truth. And if, if, if that gives you your gateway, you know what? Man, we were so close, but, you know, we were just whatever it, it just wasn't. But a lot of times we've been able to save deals when you take the low road, right? When you take it from that point, what could I have done differently? What was it that kept you from moving forward yesterday or today, right? As soon as they leave, as soon as the customer leaves, we should be calling them within 30 to 45 minutes. Mm, hey, you, I know like what? That. you know what, Mr. Flores, I just thought of something, man, you know, I, I think I goofed, right? What could I have done differently that would have earned your business? I love that. No, Daniel, you were great. It was just a man. It's just, Man, we really wanted more money for our trade. Okay, well, great. Well, you know, I, I don't know what we can do, but what if we can do another $200? Yes. Just the fact that sometimes, first of all, that you followed up, they appreciate yeah. it. I used, to always say, I used to always say, Daniel, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I would say, you know, sir, and exactly what you're saying, I mean, I don't know that I said exactly what you said because I love it, but I kind of to the same effect. But then when they would tell me, Yo, you know, if you would have given me more for my trade, I would always say, well, Mr. Customer, I don't know that I can, but but if but if we give you 500 more for your trade, if I can get my manager, cause I want to keep that agent relationship, right? Yeah. I don't want to make it like I have control. I don't want to make it about, Hey, I'm the one that has 
the say, okay? Because I don't. I want to keep my agent relationship with Raphael. I want to keep my agent relationship with Erica. I want to keep my agent, agent relationship with Luis over there at Seguin. I want to keep my agent relationship with Chase, with everybody out there. So I'm going to say, Mr. Customer, I don't know that we can give you 500 more for your trade because I believe that if we could, we would have given it to you yesterday. Because think about it. Hopefully, hopefully, if, if we're letting a customer walk, it's because we tried everything. We took a, two turns, three turns. But you're right, 100%, yeah. Daniel. And I love that. What kept you from buying from us? Well, if you would have given me 500 more for my trade, perfect. So I don't know that I can, Mr. Customer. I don't know if we can, Daniel. But if some way, somehow, we could give you 500. Yeah. If I can get my manager, can, can I still earn your business? How about this? How about we add this? Would you give us a second opportunity? Yeah. Would you be so kind, Mr. Customer? Would you be so kind and have grace upon us, uh, uh, yeah. and, and give us <laughs> and give us an opportunity to to earn your business again? Because obviously we failed. Obviously, the first time you gave us an opportunity, we could not get it done. Yes. Because think about how valuable time is for people. Have we even said that before? Have we apologized? Because think about it. You're asking people to come in again, to come in again. When was the last time, ladies and gentlemen, that you went out on a date? And this is goes more for men. We go on a date and we blow it. We blow it. We say the wrong thing. We didn't brush our teeth. We were dirty. We didn't order, you know, we didn't ask the lady. We didn't open the door for her. We, we just made her feel uncomfortable. And they said, I'm not going out with this guy again. When was the last time that you called that lady and she said, you know what? I completely felt uncomfortable. You made me feel this way, that way. You're not my type, but I'm going to give you a second chance. When was the last time that happened? But that's exactly what we're asking our customers to do. Yeah. We're asking them, hey, come on back in, even though after I messed up and I didn't do the right things, come on back in. So how about we ask for some grace and some mercy? Yeah. Hey, give me some grace. Give me some mercy. Give me a second chance. I know that we might not deserve a second chance, Mr. Customer. Make it like that and see what happens. See that kind of response yeah. that you're going to get from your customer. And, I, and one thing, too, though, is, is I think I've, I've seen this in a lot of BDCs because I know – a lot of times BDCs do most of the calls now is that even at the self-professional as you're calling back, you got to smile on the phone. Mm. The customer can feel your mm. smile on mm. the phone. They can feel your enthusiasm on the phone. You, and, and what I would do is, is you, you, I would call them back standing up. When you stand up, you, we don't realize that we sat down, we shut off about a third of our diaphragm, a, a third of our lung weight, our capacity, right? So you mean breathe. if we were staying up, we would be even more excited? Yeah, we'd be more excited. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're staying <laughs> I'm glad we're sitting down then. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they can handle it, man. <laughs> but yeah, but honestly, when you call back, you gotta smile. You gotta they gotta feel your energy to the phone. Think about this. Think about that person you've talked to on the phone that really captured your attention. They had they had some enthusiasm behind their voice, they had a smile behind their voice because you can feel a smile. Yes. You can feel a smile on the phone. And when you call back, expect to book that appointment, right? Your, your whole objection is not to, to sell the car over the phone when you follow up. It's to just sell that appointment again. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. Well, guys, Daniel has given us some really good insight today. Excellent, amazing content. Uh, who agrees with me on that one? Raise your hand right here. Okay. Hey, guys, believe in yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror every morning. Tell yourself you're a winner. You're a champion. You can do it. Uh, and then also he talked about excitement when you're showing the pencil. He talked about popping that pencil, pop, 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 <laughs> pop, pop that pencil, get excited, go out there. And, and, and when you're looking at the pencil, remember that that is not your pencil. That is his pencil, right, bro? It's not my pencil. I don't have to pay a thousand dollars a month. He has to pay a thousand a month. So it's not my pencil. It's not my payment. It's his payment. So don't worry about it because you ain't got to pay it. He does. <laughs> Okay, so be like, hey, man, I'm happy for Daniel that he's blessed and he can pay a thousand dollars a month for the Corvette and God bless him. And man, I'm happy for you, buddy. Here you go. Congratulations. Pow, pow, pow. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so pop that pencil. Uh, he talked about also the, the fortune is in the follow up. Man, that is amazing. That's that's great content. Uh, he talked about, you know, fear of rejection when following up and not having that fear of rejection. And just making the call, because I believe that's the first thing is, is just making the call. And, 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 and also, guys, what's what's what give 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 the team one more thing. If they can take away one thing from Daniel today, what would be that one thing? Well, that the good you thing is I got look, look at this. Who's this good looking guy right there? Who's this guy right here? That's Alex Flores. Oh, wow. So in, in my international best selling book, Sticker Shock, you're in it. And if you liked a lot of the stuff that we talked about here. 
I got, I got some copies here. I'll give you a discounted price for being your team, right? You get a discount for that. I got copies. I'll autograph it for you. But What's that book going to do to them? I mean, what do, you, what do you think they're going to learn from that book? Oh, just a lot, everything we talked about okay. and more, right? Okay. It's going to talk about that and more. But what, what this, this is going to do, the, the, the moment you realize, right? It's called sticker shock. The day you realize you're worth millions, right? The day you realize you bring more to the table than you think you do is the moment that you give better customer service your sales are going to skyrocket. And it says leveraging confidence and success in the car business. Mm. It's going to build your confidence on your clothes. It's going to build your confidence. And not, not just confidence in the car business, but it's going to build confidence in your life. Because this is what we don't realize, Alex. We're selling every day. We are? We're selling every day. Every day we're selling. I'm always selling my wife. Yeah. Every, every and day, my kids. Every day we're selling. When you go out to that restaurant, when you go out with your friends, you're always selling your opinion. You're selling your ideas. You're selling yourself on things we're selling every day we just don't realize it mm. and the moment you realize that this the sales skills that you learn in the automotive industry they're going to help you in every aspect of life let me say that again the moment you realize when you improve and you yeah. elevate your selling skills it's going to elevate a lot of different areas of your life and the moment you build your confidence right the moment you sticker shock your life and you realize that you have more to give than what you think you do is a moment that you're going to not care about those people that don't answer the phone call. You're going you're, you're, you're gonna to take action that you never took up before because th this is a reality, Alex. Me and you, we grew up kind of the same thing, right? I was poor. I was a poor little kid. But the moment I got that poor image out of my mind, everything changed. Mm, I love that. Let me ask you this, Daniel. Uh, you know, you go to a lot of dealerships and you, you visit four dealerships, VW dealerships, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, Austin, whatever. What do you see different about us versus everybody else? Oh, what, what are some that, of the things that you see that are different that you see, you know, this is why this team wins. This is why this team does so well. Share with our team from, from an outsider. Yeah. What, what is it? The things that you see? Well, that's easy. It's one word. The word is culture. The word is culture. You have a winning championship culture here. And it starts with you, right? I was listening to you up there with the managers and you generally care about every one of your employees that are under you. It doesn't matter if you're the porter. It doesn't matter if you're the receptionist. It doesn't matter if you're a new pre-owned cars of, of finance. You care about your employees. And I see that, that the culture that you have built is just a culture of winning, of a championship. And this is the main thing of team building, right? Because the fact is no one person can do it by themselves. So the culture that you have here is amazing. And I can honestly tell you that, and I'm not even just exaggerating because we're throwing this here in front of your, in front of your sales team. But I would say like 85% of the people don't even have a culture close to yours or mm. the dealerships. Yes, sir. Because everybody's in it for themselves. And I sense it when I go in there. And when I come in here, you see that, you feel that unity. You don't just see it, you feel it. And how everybody is just helping each other and just the way they greet the customers. It's about the culture and you have a winning culture and Amen. it starts with you with your team. Your team realizes that they need each other. Yes, sir. And yes, many sir. other dealerships, it's a, it's a culture of selfishness and there's not that team unity that you have here. Amen. Amen. I love that, Daniel. And Daniel, uh, I appreciate you being here this morning. I think you brought a lot of excitement this morning, a lot of energy. I know these guys are just thankful and grateful that they don't have to hear me for an hour, <laughs> that they get to listen to you for a change because, man, I, I'm like a broken record sometimes. <laughs> so I appreciate you being here. Man, you came all the way from San Antonio, right? San Antonio, Texas. You drove all the way from San Antonio, guys, to be here, uh, 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 to be a part of us this morning. So let's give Daniel a hand, guys, for doing that for us, guys, because he didn't have to do that. So appreciate you, Daniel being here and, and guys uh, uh if you want to get this book come and see daniel guys they sticker shock and i'm sure you can buy it online yes can you, daniel? it's on amazon too it's on amazon so sticker shock from a car guy to car guys and we've had daniel here at the dealership before and hopefully once the pandemic is over we'll be able to bring him on more times and maybe he can join our zoom meetings and me and him we can work something out if you guys like daniel and what he had to say and if you felt compelled to hey you know what I think I can get something out of him, then get with me. And, and if, I, if I get more people saying this and we can bring Daniel more and he can come to even our dealerships, right, Daniel? Yeah. And train, help us train salespeople. Guys, I think outside the box. I haven't reached a level myself. As good as I feel like I've done in this business, as successful as some people think, 
And notice I say some people think because I don't think I've reached huge levels. I don't believe I've achieved uh, a lot of great things. I mm-hmm. don't. But some people do think that I've been super successful, that I've brought dealerships to incredible, you know, uh, levels. And I've, you know, I'm a dealer principal. I own my own dealership. I own my consulting uh, deal, uh, company, whatever. I still don't think that I can't learn from someone else. I still don't think that I've arrived and that only my way works. I still don't think that I'm the all in all, that I'm the answer, that I'm the reason why any of this is happening. I know that that's not the case. So that's why I'm humble enough and I'm, and I'm so happy to have Daniel here to bring everybody that we keep bringing in here, whether, whether it's, it's Frank Globes, whether it's you, whether it's whoever we bring in here. And, and we've had great leaders of our, even our, our team Okay, Santana's been in our meetings here. Renee, we've had we've had everybody in here. Just uh, even Jason, our new GSM. Milo's come in with some great content. A lot of people are coming here because I believe that, like you said, mm-hmm. we all have something to offer. Mm-hmm. We all bring something to the table, and we all need to remember that we're all special. But we have to remain humble, knowing that we're not the all in all. Guys, can we give Daniel one more boom before we let you go? <laughs> boom. Boom, baby. That's amazing. Well, thank you, Daniel, for being here, man. I appreciate you so much. Guys, let's go make it happen. Who's, not, who's pumped up? I'm pumped up, man. How can you not be pumped up? <laughs> You're not pumped up after, after that, guys. You got issues, okay? Man, I see a lot of great, great people on the screen. I see some amazing managers. I see some amazing salespeople, some beautiful faces. I see some beautiful Man, I see some winners, okay? I see some champions, some rock stars. So let's go out there, guys, and let's have the biggest weekend we've had in a long time, okay? So get off your couch, get off your chair, get some, get your body, your body moving, get your blood flowing, Woo! and let's go out there, guys, and let's go make it happen, baby. Shut every deal down. Appointments, guys. We need a lot of appointments this weekend, so please get on the phones. Don't be scared. Don't be scared, guys, okay? And remember... Okay, the only place you're going to find success before work is the dictionary. That's it. So go out there and go to work, baby. Y'all have a blessed day. God bless y'all. Peace out. Oh, whoa, whoa. Jerseys tomorrow. Jerseys. If you're an NFL fan, you can wear your jersey. I'm sorry. I almost forgot about that. So I know the only jersey you cannot wear is the Cowboys jersey. So, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no. Wear your jersey tomorrow. Guys, let's have some fun. It's football season. It's time to go out there and score some first downs and some touchdowns. No fumbles, okay? No interceptions. First downs, tackle, block, touchdowns. Let's go, baby. Let's Boom, go. Baby. Boom, baby. <laughs> Boom.